Impact 89 FM's video game podcast for hot takes and industry news. Welcome to Joysticks. Welcome back. Welcome back to Joysticks. My name is Ron Kshusi. I use he, they pronouns. I'm Matt Cruz. I use he, him, his pronouns. I'm Mason Allen. I use he, him pronouns. This is the second episode of Joysticks. Woo! Oh, boy. It's already been a week? Wow. Yeah, it's been a wow. week. I mean, will they know that? Because it's not Maybe. released yet, so. I don't know. <laughs> just when you listen to the first episode, then listen to this a week later to space it out. You know what? Just work with us, you know? Exactly. Be on the same schedule. You know, be like TV shows. You gotta wait for the weekly release. I mean, if we schedule exactly. it like a, if we get, do it as a weekly release, then they won't know. Yeah. That's, they get it on that day. Yeah. But no. Uh, recording this pretty close to Black Friday. Yes. Which means holiday sales. Oh, boy. Well, for some games. For some games. Yeah, not all. Not... If you're a new AAA title coming out this November, you're not going to have any sales. No. Your mom and dad are going to pay fifty nine ninety nine for that title, and they're going to like it. Or and... sixty nine ninety nine for some. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot the new Genesis. Exactly. Like, raising you know? prices there. And then even like some companies like a GameStop, <laughs> it's like all the old games that you know like everybody has is going to be what's on sale, but anything, you know... Two months out, still full price. I mean, for me, that, that that's great for someone like me who's trying to round out their 3DS collection. Like, when they just, like, clearance that stuff, it is music to my ears. Because I'm like, I did not have Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, and now I'm going to. Because now it's $5 off, so I'll buy it. Yeah, it's like $5 <laughs> it's off. It's $5 off like, that $59.99. You know? Exactly. Which is, like, it's going to be one of our topics, is, that, like, that psychology of, like, how Black Friday gets you to buy things. Especially with... Video games, electronics, because you know those are expensive things, and they, are so they expensive. knock off like fifty bucks. Like, oh, I have to have it. Not fifty, just like a, th- a dollar, and you're like, oh yeah, this a is penny. the time to buy. Exactly. At least I, out of the three of us here, I'm a huge fan of Black Friday. I've been participating since 2014. You make it sound like some sporting event. Like, <laughs> no, it's I'm just like, like, like we all yeah. have oh, our there's teams. Leagues, there's I, uh, tiers. I indulge, you know. You're like, like a, a, <laughs> you know, we made, we, you know, I use. Um, I was a yearly qualifier. I made it. I'm an <laughs> Olympic Black Friday shopper. I've got coupons out the wazoo. Right, I'm a competitive coupon. I just feel like compared to my peers, I'm, I'm more of an obsessed Black Friday shopper than some. But right. then again, I can feel like you guys also do a good amount of Black Friday shopping, but. My first Black Friday purchase was uh, it was an Xbox One, but it was like the Advanced Warfare Edition. Did they and have like a custom skin on it? Yeah, it oh, had like cool. it was just like gold and silver. And then when you started it up, it like had a different startup sound compared to like the other Xbox. That's kind of hype. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, and they it came with like, like stickers. And of like course, that. me when I was like 13, I put them on poorly, and they're like crooked and everything. That's still at my house. It's just sitting there. Nice. But I mean, I mean, do you guys want to talk about your first Black Friday purchases that you remember ever? Or? That are at least game wise. First Black Friday. I don't know specifically, but I got I guarantee it was some game that I wanted to play with my dad. I think it was No, it wasn't Pokemon. It might have been Pokemon. <laughs> which one? Yeah, which I th- one? I think I think it was uh black I think it was white. What year was that? Would like help us narrow that down. Uh, like 2010. Oh wow! Yeah, I think. Yeah. Like 2010. Yeah, th- I didn't that know. was. That I didn't was... even know that Black Friday existed back in 2010. What do you mean? You didn't know? It? I thought it well, was. Well, like, back in 2010, I was like nine. Oh. 
So it's like it's always existed. Well, it's always I didn't just as a child like I didn't recognize it existed. Yeah, I think at that time it was just like this is when we buy gifts. Yeah, no, so I was never taken Black Friday shopping. That probably helps too. Then to that, is... yeah, like same like you know they had enough like as a handful to take care of like I don't know some eight or ten year old like you, you, and then you get old enough to get taken Black Friday shopping or if if you want to go you'll be asked but right I, don't I, know. I it, the black quote unquote Black Friday shopping for me was just like it wasn't like the intense rush that you always see it was just like. Hey, GameStop's kind of having a sale right now. It's like two o'clock. You want to go see if there's anything? And I'd be like, yeah, I want to go shopping for games. And then they're like, it's not for you. Me, a 12-year-old getting taken to GameStop by you without me asking? Not on my birthday. Yes. Why would I say no? Why would I say no? So then uh, I think it was around the time, like, let me make sure that year is right. Uh, It also makes sense that I probably wasn't asked to go by fresh. I mean, because, I mean... Who takes their kids Black Friday shopping? With I mean, how America d- deals with it. My parents went Black Friday shopping, but they would never, you know, they wouldn't have like a five store list to hit up. Like, yeah. they might just go to like Kohl's or like oh, Walmart no. yeah, yeah, yeah. or Meyer, and then they'd be like, "All right, let's go home." Yeah, they'd be they would hit the big stores like you know, like GameStop definitely was one of mine that I always hit. Yeah. Right, and then like uh, probably like Best Buy, usually electronics. Yeah, Walmart yeah. always had some good deals. Yeah, like yeah. honestly, like honestly, I think it was mostly just like Meyer or like Walmart or something like that. You know, someplace where everything's just like available, mm-hmm. and they usually all have like relatively competitive Black Friday shop like sales. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think the only times are like. Any of us would go out of our way. It was maybe if like Best Buy was having like you know like some like nice TV on sale for like mm-hmm. a crazy price or something like that. Right. I was just like, I don't have like a specific item that I remember, but I distinctly remember switching from, oh, we're just having sales like Black Friday and Thanksgiving to technically all November, most of oh, December yeah. like that the sales Cyber are happening. Monday? Like when that started. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, then now in the in the current present day for the past two years, Walmart specifically, they've been doing this thing called like a days of deals or whatever, where certain days they sprinkle throughout the month leading up to Black Friday. They release more and more of their deals that you can go and like on those days, like November 12th or the 10th, you get the deal. And then on Black Friday, they have more deals. And so it's like it's becoming less of a, a, a nightly like thing. Day, yeah. yeah, it's which that like which I hate way better because. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's way better in a sense, but it also takes away from like it being that special holiday that you go out that specific night, sometimes as early as four o'clock in the morning, go out and get stuff. But now, like especially Walmart, Walmart and Target, I think it was, uh, they've started their sales as early as like six p.m. on Thanksgiving. And it's like, don't you know? Oh yeah, no, like I want to eat dinner with my family. I don't want to eat like dine and dash. You know, like oh hey, by the way, six p.m. I gotta go to Walmart to get my games. Oh right. yeah, they that... just they're they're starting it earlier and earlier, and even you know sprinkling those days throughout the month. I just I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan uh, of that. I mean, I kind of like that though because it like it kind of shows how much commerce has changed with like e-commerce really like upending brick and mortar stores. Because, I mean, nobody wants to, like, get trampled or have to wait in the line on Black oh, no. Friday. Especially if you if live in America. If they can avoid it. So, I think, like, the sales just kind of helps in, like, spacing everything out. Both, like, honestly, for the employees and, like, the company and, like, the the buyers. Like, it's mm-hmm. honestly, like, in my opinion, I see it as, like, a win-win in every single territory. Because it still incentivizes, like, buying. Yeah. And people are just suffering just keeps you out of the stores. Right. Yeah, Especially like, during a global pandemic. 
but de- I think definitely like spreading it out more. I've seen less of this like trample stampede to get items. It's more of like, like you said, like a safety type thing, not just for the pandemic, just for people in general. Because mm-hmm. I've because I've worked in retail. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I never worked in retail during Black Friday. It's, it sucks. It's it's terrifying, even if you're not that store. Like yep. that you have everybody going to because I worked right. in like a like an actual mall. Yeah. Oh, I worked at a mall too. Mm-hmm. And it, I worked pretty close to GameStop, and it was last year, like when Xbox and PlayStation Five were all coming out. Oh, well, that's, when they when that's they tried to come when out. When they tried to come out. Yeah. If you don't know that conversation, listen to our last episode. Exactly. Um, and I just saw people like I I had never experienced like the Black Friday rush until that year. Because it was, like, before the mall was officially open, I just saw people sprinting down the aisles. And I was just like, what is happening? And then it clicked. And that was just, like, throughout the entire day. Like, it wasn't just, like, in the morning. Right, like, those deals last for a good amount of time. Yeah. I've seen them go as far as, like, 5 p.m. into Black Friday. Right. Like, it's not even the deal, though. It's, like, the inventory. Yeah. That's, like, what gets people in there. Well, because it's like, hey, we have this hot new item, but we only have three of it. Right. right. So it's like you want it, you got to fight someone for it. Literally, PS5 is an Xbox Series. <laughs> quite, yeah, quite literally. Quite I mean, literally. I, I don't know why people like, because GameStop like after like the initial Black Friday rush was like usually kind of dead because it was mostly just people buying video games. Yeah. But like, I just don't know why people would show up at like 5 p.m. on Black Friday expecting their them to have a healthy stock of next gen consoles or something like that. Yeah. And then people getting irate over it, like. See, those are the yeah. casual like, people. They're they're not as sophisticated as our <laughs> as our minds. We we go for when the deals begin. Some say we go hours in line before the doors even open. But that's kind of what you get to do in this kind yeah. of day and age with demand and um, like throwback to the you know the past episode we talked about me waiting in line for thirteen hours to get an Xbox Series X just to find out they had like three. <laughs> if you haven't squatted uh, before the release of a next gen game console in a strip mall. Are you even a real gamer? Exactly. <laughs> in November weather when it's like Riddle me this. 30 right. degrees snowing and you know, yeah, you're basically yeah. faking homelessness. <laughs> for you and the luxury. 60 people in line having tents and like the the foldable up chairs and like a space heater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But with all of that kind of said, like we you had mentioned this earlier Matt, with kind of like Cyber Monday and a lot of these online stores having more online sales like even the like GameStop like they'll have specific sales for online mm-hmm. during Black Friday. Oh go. It's just yeah. It's or just... now the buy one get two. Ooh. Mm, or buy oh, two get one God. free that's what it is. But of course it's like the cheapest game is yeah, the free one. No no I mean they're not I literally like checked it earlier because I've I got my eyes on some, on some oh, titles yeah. but like on, for the most part it's like Actually, you know, obviously it won't be for like Xbox Series X or Xbox you know, or a PS5 like mm-hmm. titles that are brand new out of the box. It'd be like, you know, uh, probably for like some used PS4 titles or like some uh, PS3 titles. It's the which, pre-owned ones. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the pre- for GameStop specifically. It's the oh, any pre-owned games, any new games. What are you doing here? I mean, that's how they make their money. Like, oh yeah, like, you know, you can only well the money that they, they can still make in these days. I mean, how many clo- stores have they closed down now nowadays? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It was like what two years ago they closed down like a thousand of them. Yeah, no, like that the... chain is on its last legs, and specifically because like sixty percent of their inventory they sell is just like plushies and toys and 
like weird Five Nights at Freddy's and Roblox. I actually read figures. I read like a marketing release. I think that GameStop's going to try and pivot towards retro gaming now. Oh, like, really? and, but you know what? That's that's yeah. where the money is nowadays. And those yeah. buy sell trade places, all, all of it's retro. The thing that's is, exactly what they should I mean, bank like, on. But then, yeah. Oh. But then those those mom and pop buy sell trade stores, they're they're gonna run out of business. No, they're not because, like, I don't that's know, just because as somebody that like buys and goes to a lot of those stores, the issue is that GameStop is actually like literally directly responsible for the like the collectability of video games because they used to trash old boxes. Mm. Like, you know, it's a lot oh, easier yeah, to yeah. store like a DS game when it's just a chip versus the case in the manual. Oh yeah. Like, or they I, have they have the DVDs and like little slip covers and they hand you some like Yeah. Just like plain looking uh case and they oh, yeah, like, like they slip the printed box art in it. Yeah. Or you know like that it's got like a flimsy like aftermarket case, which I mean is fine, but it's like uh that's why there's some games that are like 30 bucks loose but like complete with the manual in the case or like 150 bucks yeah, cause that stuff is because so they literally valuable. just threw it away yeah and i don't know i mean that that kind of bugs me because now if they're you know pivoting their market to like cater towards people like that they're gonna have to be a little bit more uh i guess informed about like the prices of their actual game which is what attracts people to the retro section anyways because you could you can on they're usually like fairly priced you know as far as like what the aftermarket prices on a lot of retro games are but like it's also like they let so many fakes get slipped through and like the price they don't you know if they if it's like disc only it's gonna cost the same as much as if you got a copy with the case and that's not very sustainable from like a market standpoint. And they don't have that curation. They're just like, yeah, I can offer you this because this is what my computer says versus like, mm, you know, I don't have a lot of JRPG buyers in this part of the state. But, you know, this retro store 20 miles away from here, that that's a little bit more of a curated section. So right. I think it just kind of depends on like, you know, people that are like, because I think those mom and pop stores that you're talking about really cater to people like me that will go and spend like hundreds of dollars on a single video game mm -hmm. versus just like, oh, I'm 29 with a three-year-old boy. I remember playing this when I was a kid. Let's let's hop down to the the new and improved GameStop to see if they have any classic games I grew up playing for <laughs> dirt cheap. Well, that's the thing that also like what those mom and pop stores will always have the advantage over GameStop. I think everyone in this room knows how horrible GameStop is at like the money they give you for selling games. Oh, it's like, 100%. oh, you just bought Marvel Spider-Man this year, but you want to return it? I can give you five bucks. That's the best I can do. Oh, what? This you have a you have a copy of this game that hasn't even come out yet? Yeah, the best I could offer you is like thirty <laughs> bucks, even though I'm gonna sell this for like fifty-eight ninety-nine used because it came out yesterday. I've seen games on their trade in part of the site where it's like, oh, this certain game, it's like, oh, we'll give you ninety-nine cents for it. Oh my god. I mean I remember I remember that, seeing those. That does deal with like the demand of those games. They might have like twenty of them, so it's like, oh throw one in the pile, here's your five cents, but like I mean, to be fair, like, it does make sense for some of them because, you know, like, Madden and FIFA oh, and 2K are basically yeah. just, like, the same game reskinned every single year. Exactly. And, you know, nobody goes out and says, I'm going to buy FIFA 18 in 2021. They're going to say, I want to buy FIFA. Is it? Are they up to 22 now, I think? Or, yeah, it's always the I one before the year. It's like cars, you know. Right. So right now it's, like, Madden and FIFA 2022. MLB's, like, the weird one where they don't do the years. It's, like, MLB the show or MLB, like right that's that's weird um but like 
kind of circling back to that Black Friday stuff is with, you know, GameStop. Like nowadays, like you're saying, like the only kind of real business they get during the year, the biggest spike is that Black Friday because they do all those deals for their games. Right. Um, and that kind of that ties into that, like the psychology of Black Friday. And I found this this article by CNBC and they were talking about how like the psychology, like it sucks you in, how they get you to really Black Friday spend. And I mean, for us gamers, we do it because, you know, you know, not everyone has a bunch of money. Right. And so and it's like a deal's a the deal. The best time of the year. The best time of the year by games on a, on a deal price. But then for other people, it's like, it's that, um, it's the FOMO some people have. It's like the fear of oh, missing yeah. out. Yeah, missing it's out. like, well, man, this vacuum cleaner is $100, but, you know, everyone's getting it and I'm not going to be the one to get it, you know. But even for games, it's like, oh, like, you know, like I, I remember two Black Fridays ago, it was 2019 Black Friday, um, I had never, I've never been a sports game guy. I've never touched an MLB or a, an MLB or, you know, the uh, NBA games. And I saw Madden 21, or was it Madden 20 or something like that? I was like, man, like it was like $15 and it came out that year. I was like, man, like, I don't really like play sports games, but like, you know, I have some friends that play it and I don't want to miss out. I'm playing with them, so then I bought it. I, I played it for like I played, probably played it for like two months and then I forgot about it. I have had so many of those like sales, not even just on Black Friday, but just going into GameStop being like, eh, you know what? I'm just gonna here. I'm just here to look around. You know, this is this is where I'm gonna shop for games or whatever. I might have like a gift card or something. And it's like, oh, this game that maybe one person I know has played is like fifteen dollars. You know what? That was like thirty dollars when I last checked. It's always the twenty dollar ones, like yeah. twenty and below ones that are like the oh, I have to have this. And that's like, that's also part of it. It's like the again with the the research I did in this article. It's like the um, anyone that buys something that's lower than what they're willing to pay or lower than the standard price. That's like that appeals satisfying to them, so they're gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. And of course, with video game consumers, it's like man, this game used to be sixty, but now it's. 55 that's lower than what i pay if it was 60 so now i have it and that like i don't know it just kind of ties in the fact that like you know it's such a great time of the year that uh, video game companies they know to do those year releases because even if like a triple a title like hail infinite or battlefield 24 2 it's not going to be on a sale on black friday but companies know that if you throw that out into the wild with those games that are also on sale consumer like myself i might because i've been guilty of this i'll be like oh man i bought a few of these games for like 20 bucks because they're on sale for like 30 but there's that one title i can buy for full price i won't feel as guilty because i did save money so i can spend a little more oh yeah and that's how they try to get you too i think it's like an additional like because they know it's like why would you put a game out but not put it on sale they know you're gonna buy it anyways if it's a good enough game no i don't think that's why they do so many big title releases around this year not just because you know, everybody's asking, you know, little Timmy's asking for his Christmas list, and he's like, I want a PS5, Daddy. They're like, all right, well, you got to get the newest games and whatever. But since, like you said, like everything's going on sale now, it's like you have college students or just anybody who buys their own games that is like, well, a couple of the games that I've been looking at are now on sale, and oh, here's this big release that I've been looking forward to. Well, it is full price, but I don't feel like waiting for it. Especially because uh, it's probably the same thing we were talking about before. The FOMO like idea of just like, 
a lot of my friends or people that I watch online oh, yeah. are going to be playing this game because it's coming out. And I'm not going to be the only one that doesn't have it. And then it's like, well, you can't, you know, talk to your friends about it. You can't watch those creators anymore because unless you want to get spoiled, but it's just like, that. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of depends on the game for me, but I'm like, that kind of takes away the experience. Well, and then you right. could also investigate the, like the holiday aspect. It's like us people, us college kids that we can buy stuff for ourselves you know it's not like oh i'm waiting for my parents hopefully they'll get me the next call of duty this year it's more that hey i'm a college student i have some money laying around like i could buy this game for 60 bucks and it'll be my treat it'll be my christmas gift to myself this year that kind of plays in that psychology it's like you're rewarding yourself even um, if it's a 60 dollar totally. game it's that one game that everyone's gonna be playing like i, I know for myself i'm gonna want to get my hands on battlefield 242 when it comes out eventually and Halo Infinite, because, like you said earlier, I I have those friends that all we play is, like, Battlefield, Call of Duty, Halo, and especially Halo, because our last Halo game we had was, like, what, five years ago? It's like, we they're all going to sink their teeth in it, and if I don't, that phone was going to kick in, I'm missing out, i got to buy the game, whether I want it or not. I think it's also important to talk about that, like, reward system that you have, because I've done that before. I've been like, man, it's been, it's been like, a stressful week. Or it's like, I know for us, it's like, exams are coming up. You're, yeah. you're literally Fine about to justify my horrible impulse control. And <laughs> please do. I, wanna, I need to hear right. this. Do you want to go into that? I need yeah. to be enabled. <laughs> right? But it's literally like, man, it's been a stressful week. I've had exams and I've just been so tired. I have not had any time to myself. You know what? I have, you know, 60 bucks lying around. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've budgeted myself for who I need to buy for for holidays. I'm going to go out and get this game. Like, that. That's yeah. I've done that before. It's not... That's what I love about Black Friday. Yeah. Especially that I've become more, obviously, more of an adult. And I don't, like, go shopping because I'm able to tag along with my parents. And I, if I'm lucky, I might get something, but I won't be able to open it until Christmas. It's like, I can buy myself the newest, like, Xbox Series X. Or I can buy myself Halo Infinite, for example. And I can play it when I get home. I don't have to wait till Christmas. Right. And it's even that, like, kind of a little bit off topic, but circling back to what you said about, like, you know, a certain kid wants the newest console, but you have to get the games for it. That's also how we're able to buy these super expensive, you know, not, not on sale games. It's because they're coming out. That's how you, like, if you have a new console, the only way you're going to be able to play that console is with a game. Because Consoles these days, I mean, I know games back then, they used to come with consoles, or consoles used to come with a game, for example, right. but now... Wii Sports come in with the Wii. Exactly. But, like, now you have, like, the Xbox Series X, it doesn't come with a game. And if it does, like, it's, like, an, like tack on, like, another $100. Yeah, it's a, it's a bundle, you know, it's, like, a certain, like, yeah. uh, crossover bundle that you get, like, the, like, a Halo Infinite bundle you might get, and then it's gonna be $100 more, because you get a special controller with a cool skin on it, you know? Right. That's, you know, yeah, go ahead. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like that, like, launch titles and everything are kind of, like, going away. Because, you know, before it used to be, like, this game is only available on this system, which is why you have to buy, like, the mm -hmm. new system. But now, like, they've been really trending towards, like, porting whatever the next titles are for Backwards next compatibility, consoles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, like, and aside from, like, because mm -hmm. I remember when my brother uh got a series x that i was able to get from off best buy like he wanted the new assassin's creed and they were oh, they did it for both you know like obviously like one's going to be superior in terms of just like objective like picture mm -hmm. quality but it's like you know there are, i don't believe there were really any like 
PS5 exclusive titles that needed to be like released at that time. I think that's like not at release. But oh, there's yeah. definitely some that are coming up. Well, I, I mean there like... there was the Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh yeah. But it was it kind of right. was more like almost like a like a DLC kind of game. Yeah, you it was know? kind of like a victory lap for the Spider-Man game like before. Yeah. But it wasn't like you know like it wasn't an uncharted like lost legacy changing. kind like, of Like it didn't way. it didn't feel like those past like uh like release titles. I I've definitely mm-hmm. seen that where it's like I mean, it's always felt like the library of releases is always small when it first comes out. I mean, yeah. that's that's just how it is. Because no one's to, ready for it. No one's ready for it. Plus, it's just like, you don't want to throw out everything at the beginning. Like, yeah. you want to kind of save it, kind of build up your library. And, of course, it's not going to be as big as the library of the last-gen consoles, because that's mm-hmm. impossible. Unless you port everything. Yeah. But, but it's, it's like, like... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, but I, I've definitely seen, like... The, the release titles for the games that are coming out when the consoles are released just don't have the hype anymore. It's just kind of like, okay, cool, the new console's coming out, and we have some really awesome games that are planned. Mm-hmm. But they are planned. Yeah. Like, but it's, it's not... like, at least you can get the console now, and you wait for them. Right. That's why I liked what uh, the PS5 did. I think the Xbox is... Backwards compatible. Backwards uh, Xbox X? has Xbox compatibility. They've had that since the Xbox One, right. and it's continuing. Wait, your, is the, your question. That's like software, though, correct? Like they literally have to patch in the games that are compatible with the backwards compatibility uh, compatibility functionality, right? Because I, I mean, don't think yeah, that you I think can. Because so. I don't think you can play every single like Xbox or. Xbox oh no, you can't. Games. It has no, no, to be what whatever's in their current library. So, like for example, I remember I uh, recently rebought um, Army of Two 40th Day just for an example as a game title. I bought it and I was like, oh man, I can't wait to play this on my Xbox One because I used to have it on the PS3. Um, and I went to load it in and it would literally it would say like, oh, this isn't compatible with Xbox backwards compatible. I'm like, what? And I checked the library; it's not available on there. Right. So it's like it's like, it's like a select number of games, but like a majority of games that people played. They're available, and that's the good thing about Xbox, especially with their Game Pass they have now too. It's like you pay a couple dollars a month and you get access to all these games versus buying them individually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I personally I don't like that, but that's just because I'm so partial to having a, like a physical game in like my library. Oh yeah, I, I like having physical play games too. Whatever I want. But that's just like to to the average consumer. Like they have right. that's a good option, it's a good selling point. But I do recognize that your releases are kind of getting. Or with the console exclusive launch, it's getting yeah. more and more like mundane, and they do have like that one or two titles. And Xbox especially has been lacking with that. Like I think we mentioned this last episode. It's like when they the Xbox Series X came out, it was originally marketed it was going to have Halo Infinite with it because heck, even the original box art it has Master Chief on it for Halo Infinite, but it didn't come out that year. So they had like I think they had like a, a Forza game or Dirt Five or whatever it was called, and they had like Gears Five, and that was it. I think that's, like, one of the reasons why, like, the Xbox is kind of, like, lacking in comparison to, like, as far as sales go and, like, demand for the PS5. Just because, I don't know, Sony's just got, like, so many good developers under its belt that have, like, exclusivity contracts for their platforms. Mm -hmm. And just Microsoft, they just really need to find out, like, what there is. That's what they're doing. They bought, like, 60 studios or they employed, like, 60 new studios to help make games for them. Yeah, It's kind of desperate, you know. And I think that kind of ties into like this holiday like mindset not just for consumers but for like producers where it's just like i don't know if that's the right term but like game devs where they're like we have to get stuff ready for the holidays 
we have to send out our best thing because this is the time when people buy. Yeah, the and games have to go gold, or like, the, the term they coin it, where they're able to print the discs and everything. Yep. I don't know. It just, it just feels like more now, like more now than ever that it's kind of either rushed or just kind of thrown in. It's meeting a deadline. Yeah, I mean, it's meeting a deadline. And, and that's, I mean, this is definitely something that I want to talk about. It's just like that mindset of like, you have to meet deadlines for game companies because we've seen it all over the internet where it's just like you have these crunch times where they're like impossible standards that mm -hmm. the companies want to force their workers to do and it's yeah. just like it's not healthy well but, and if you delay a game less people are going to want to buy it so, like you know it's i remember cyberpunk was delayed uh, yeah. so many times and i can guarantee the initial amount of people that were planning to buy it that number shrunk you're probably thinking, oh, I can't wait to play it. And then like a year later, it's like, oh, I can't wait to play it. A year later, it's like, okay, I don't really care anymore. I think it kind of depends on like, I guess, the scope of the game. Because, you know, if it's like a game that says like massive and is unique, at least as far as like in, in the genre goes compared to other games, I think for the most part, they'll be pretty golden as far as like interest goes. And I'm sure that a lot of people that uh, didn't buy Cyberpunk would probably like buy it once it got clear and something like that or the price dropped to like 30 bucks. I think kind of the same kind of the same vein uh when you constantly are like delaying something like if it's like the first delay in my opinion that I'm just like oh, okay you know what maybe right. they found something big last minute they need to fix this up you know, polishing it you know. polishing it like all right I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Second time I'm like okay I'm getting kind of nervous. I'm still excited for this game. Like, if it's something that I really wanted to play. Yeah. Around, like, the third time, I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for people, other people to start playing this. Because maybe it's the best game. But with how many delays, I think it, it's kind of like an exponential thing for me. Where yeah. it's like, first one, it's like, all right, this is fine. Second one, I'm more worried. The third one, I'm just like, okay. Is it going to end up like Persona 5 or like Duke Nukem Forever? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, are, are there any, like, is like GameStop or is, is there any, like, uh, I guess, like, retailer that's doing, like, pre-order incentives? Because, they're, like, a lot of the big titles for the holiday season, you know, for, like, the Black Friday time frame, they won't be out. Like, do you guys know if they're doing, like, anything to try and incentivize people to... Uh, both like capitalize on the clearance games that are going to be available in brick and mortar stores versus, and also like, you know, giving people a reason outside of just, you know, their kid will scream at them if the new Call of Duty or the new Battlefield isn't under the tree when they open it on the 25th. You know, I don't know about that personally. I could see Rowan typing, so I'm sure yeah. that they're figuring out, they're trying to find something. Um, I, but you know what? I remember that reminds me that back in the day, I the places like GameStop, especially. I remember there'd be like a if you purchase something on Black Friday, like if you spent at least twenty five dollars, you got yeah, like you got like a free thing yeah, with it. Yeah, you're but right. But only in store sales, so it would incentivize you to go in person instead of indulging that Cyber Monday deals. Now, whether that's happening in the, today's current world, I don't know, but um, I remember that. Like, I, I get what you mean. Or even like I remember it was like if you, if you bought like a new console, you get a, like a twenty five dollar controller with it instead of like a seventy dollar controller. Right. I remember that. But, like, anything besides that, you know. No, I think I... Honestly. From what I see from, like... Cause I just looked up Halo because I know it's coming out mm -hmm. later. It just looks like for the game it has, like, a bonus. 
Well, we could, yeah. well, we could have an, a whole episode about, like, the definitive edition, day one edition, gold edition, like, I, all that. I don't, like, yeah. I mean, I guess I get if it's, like, game of the year and it's got all the DLC on it or something like that, but yeah. I don't like, like, the progressive, like, editions where it's, like, okay, this has, like, this is just, like, vanilla game, this yeah. has, like, the vanilla game and some costumes, this one has the vanilla game and some costumes and all the DLC, or this one is the vanilla game with the season pass, of all the DLC that's going to be coming out over the next few years, I hate versions like that. Like, well, you know, and you know, who's or the company that's more guilty than anyone is like EA, oh, yeah. with all their like the uh the, the deluxe edition, those especially. But then I've also noticed it in like the sports titles, like uh, NBA Two K Twenty, whatever. It was like this edition and then gold, where you got a couple skins, but then most importantly, like the in-game money. To buy things to help with that whole, um, like the economy or like leveling up, because I know what you mean by like microtransactions. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's like, oh, like here's NBA gold because you get two thousand NBA points to spend in the shop, whereas in real life you'd have to spend like an extra couple bucks to get those. It's like, oh, we're gonna slap that on the the base game and call it gold because it's apparently better. I feel. Like I just really hate that. I feel like, like, the collector's editions nowadays are basically just, like, you get a steelbook and, like, a bunch of, like, in-game perks. Versus, or maybe some, like, like, stickers and magnets yeah, or whatever. versus, like, in, like, the golden age of, like, 2012 Call of Duty, like, they'd have, like, six tiers and they'd actually have something, like, really cool for, like, you know, right. I, I remember they had, like, a, a remote control, like, RCXD. Yeah, they're like, you like, get like a statue or yeah, something. Yeah, like, and cool, you would like, like legitimately actual... have something that was really cool. Yeah. I, I, sorry, I didn't... Um, no, but I just don't feel like they're like doing that anymore. They, you know, because that reminded me, I had to go look up for it. Um, any of The Last of Us fans listening to this podcast, even in this room, um, back in 2020 when I bought The Last of Us Part 2, they did have a collector's edition out at the time. And it included... And I feel like this kind of stands out. From the like the like the oh here's some stickers and magnets. This one came actually I no I I ate my own words. It does come with some stickers and magnets, but it came with like a bracelet, a um a personal note from like the developer, um an art book, the music soundtrack, and like the statue of Ellie with a guitar. And it came with the game, and then a couple like in game um, right. amenities such as like uh, a, a crafting menu or a manual to help you buy or craft stuff and like ammo capacity to upgrade like. And also gave you the digital soundtrack as well as a bunch of like network avatars for your profile and the uh, dynamic theme for the PS4. So it's like, it's it's better than a bunch of stickers and magnets. But right. I can see how like the collectors used to be so much better back in the days. No, and th- and that's kind of what I've been seeing. Like a lot of uh, back to like pre-order bonuses. It's just like here's some cosmetic things for your character, or maybe there's like stickers and magnets. But then it's, like, when they advertise it as, like, uh, a better edition, it's, like, it's not. It's, it's I get cosmetic stuff. Like, if this was, like, you know, a multiplayer game where I'm actually seeing other people, like, yeah, maybe I would like it. But for the most part, I'm playing, like, single-player games. Changing my costume does nothing for me. Yeah, like, is your friend go over and be like, oh, my God, is that the collector's edition like uh exclusive pre-order skin bonus right. rowan you're so lucky oh my no God. i don't i don't think 
I don't think people are gonna ever say that. No, and, and but those those plague the market though. Right. You know? Yeah. Like during that holiday season, you're gonna see that everywhere. But like, you don't see it more commonly than the digital stores. You know, like I don't go to GameStop and I see like, oh, well here's Call of Duty Vanguard, but then right next was Call of Duty Vanguard Gold Edition. Right. Like I see it more digitally than I see it physically. I think that's because like, you know, like like we've discussed, like I think it's because like a lot of the perks and rewards are just slowly like transcending from the physical to like the digital plane. Like mm -hmm. they're just kind of putting less effort in it. Sometimes it's like, okay, but I don't know. It just, I just feel like that they're really giving people the short end of the stick now because now it's just like you have to grind for less, but you were going to grind anyways. So what does it matter? Right. It. It's just, again, we keep going back to like how, how do companies incentivize people to buy things mm -hmm. and it's like the sales from like the known game companies are not great because the newest releases on black friday are going to be full price the ones that are on sale are either games you most likely already have or it's like the stuff to fill out your collection mm -hmm. and then for the pre-orders for those full price games it's like you get, a, you get a special name tag. You get a special kind of, um, like, little gold star. That's what you yeah. get. Or you get it, if it's a game that's really out of demand, or in demand, you get it, and not have to risk, like, not getting it yeah. on launch day, you know? Right. That's actually been a huge thing. That has been, Like, yeah. for over COVID, like, any, like, there was a bunch of games that fell out of print during COVID, and you could just never find them. Like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Xenoblade Chronicles yes. 2 Torna. Really? Those games went from readily available, literally 15 to $30, to like 80 to 120 Like, just, just because like, of COVID. And like, now, like, even like, for, as far as my buying habits though, go, because I collect JRPGs, and those are traditionally shorter printed than most like, you know, like a FIFA game. Like, now it's literally come to the point where, like, if you don't buy it by release day, like, they're just not going to have them in stock anymore. And you'll be waiting a month at least, right? For and it's, like, it's, I don't know, like, I don't like that artificial scarcity because I feel like, like, that the issues with the supply chain, like, in general for everything have just, like, created way more hype. Like, the, the supply chain itself has created more hype for the consoles than the actual consoles in the games now. Right. Because yeah, people are just so, like, aware, like, oh, I can't, I don't, you know, like, they don't have cheese at the store. That's fine. There's just a supply chain issue. Oh, people can't buy new cars. It's just a supply chain issue. So now, like, it's, like, transcended the games market because it's affecting everything. And uh, people are just way more eager to get stuff now, I think. But I also feel like it never used to be that way. Like, back in, like, 2014 i went on black friday i bought an xbox one but i was never worried about it going away because while it was the hottest thing at the time places still had it yeah and nowadays specifically with these next gen consoles you'd be lucky if you find one before I mean, a scalper gets there or someone gets to the store before you do and buys it right and we touched on it last time where it was like they the consoles themselves had this artificial scarcity where you know gamestop will get 20 but they will only put out 10 of them mm-hmm and it's like, all right, we still have 10 more. We're just going to sell it later. Yeah. But now with like that on top of the limited supplies to make the consoles, it's like, well, we got three. We can only sell one. 
and the other two are already sold. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. It, it's just, I think kind of the moral of this is just like game companies are in a bit of a weird situation for holiday sales. Yeah. Because I, like I said, I do think they try to sell everything, like sell their top games at the holidays because that's when everybody's buying. Well, yeah, that's that's when they're going to see the highest profit. Right. Coming. That's, the, that's their best chance of getting any money. Because if you sell a game, if you release a game in like April, such an awkward time to release a game. Right. Whereas for the holidays, you know like, oh, someone wants this and someone's going to buy it for them to please them for the holidays. And it's not even if one person wants it, it's like, what well, does a family member want it? Does a mm-hmm. friend want it? Does a partner want it? That type of thing. Yeah. So it's like, of course, they're going to sell it around the holidays. It's about the, it's a gift buying. You know, it's that's what, that's like, back of that article, I just want to touch that real fast. It's like around 60, it was like 67% of uh, goods bought by consumers on Black Friday, they're gifts for other people. Right. And that's exactly how ben- like companies benefit. They know people are going to be buying it for their friends, families, loved ones, whatever. So they know they're going to buy it no matter what the price, which that helps incentivize that release. Do you think like parents are going to bankroll on being able to find like the next gen consoles this time around? No. No? Because like I know like a lot of places like aren't even advertising. They're going to have them on Black Friday. But then again, you know, like if your kid is asking for it, like I'm just like curious as to how many parents are just going to try and like fight tooth and nail in the retail and online setting to try and get the gift for Black Friday or just in general for their children or themselves. I think it depends on the parent. Depends on how much they love their child. (laughs) Not like that. (laughs) Little Timmy, but we're kind of bad. We can't get you the PS5. Do you have a 12-year-old brother that told you to say this? No, it's it's like, what I mean by that is the comparison of like, oh, like, I know my son's like a, a huge gamer. They've been waiting for this all year. I need to get this for them. Or it's like, well... I could get for them, but I'm not going to try that hard, so I can wait until next year to get for them when it's more easier to find it. That's what I mean by I it. Feel like the, I feel like, though, like there's like an incentive to like almost cave in because that's what they told themselves last year, and the situation's not any better. Yeah. Like I was saying, I think it depends on the parent because I think if if one of your parents like is also like a gamer and like understands kind of the situation, they're going to be like, no, I, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not going out there to fight tooth and nail to possibly get one before a scalper does. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't think they're going to go a sp- for a scalper. But I think if you have parents that are just like, like uh, <laughs> like my mom, where I'm like, this is the website, this is the direct, the direct link to the game that I want, literally don't choose anything else, this is it, they they might. Because I, cause I, cause that's what my mom did. I, I mentioned to her, like, I was... Uh, before we delved into the research to the PS5 and Xbox Series X and stuff, I was like, yeah, no, I might be try to do it this year for Black Friday. And then I clicked on it and then we researched it and I was just like, yeah, no, never mind. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to force you to do it. And she was like, no, I did try and everything. I'm like, no, I really appreciate that. But you're not going to find any. So I'm not going to waste your time with that. I just last year, I, had, I there was like a, a chance that I could get one. It's like. Well, I could take that chance, and it might end up getting nothing, but it's better than not trying. At least in my mindset, it was like it was better than not trying, you know? Because right. I'd be like, I'd have that FOMO, or the buyer's regret, like the buyer's remorse, like, um, I guess regret, I should say. It's like, I should have gone. I should have at least tried. Maybe I, if I got there sooner, 
maybe if I went at all, I could have gotten it, you know? Yeah. But same thing with FOMO and like the lackluster kind of release of a lot of consoles recently, not just because of COVID and the limited amount of resources, whatever. I think I have less of that because of that. Like starting out with like nothing in a library, I'm like, all right, maybe there's like one game I want, but I know next year it's going to be on sale for like $5, <laughs> but it's still on sale. And then it's having, uh, I know for the PS4, when it initially came out, and it was like, you know, we don't have any backwards compatibility with older games. I was like, cool, I'm not excited for any of the games that are coming out when the PS4 comes out. I can wait a year. Wait, was the PS4 not backwards compatible? No. Like, with PS3? No. I did not know that. At I first, you mean, or just ever? No, it's not. Is it not? I Is it? Because I It know... has access to PS3 games, I thought, at least. Is it? Because I feel like that was their thing, though. Because I know, like, one of the things that, like, Sony advertises that, like, for the disc edition, it was no, backwards it's not. compatible with the PS... Really? No. What? It's not backwards compatible with the PS1, PS2, or PS3 games. I, I was not. about to say, like... the PS4 or the PS5? I'm talking about PS4. I think the PS5 is... The PS5 is backwards compatible with PS4. That, it kind of has to be, you know? Right. Man, I didn't know that. I, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Because like, I knew like at they're... first I was like, man, like I, but I played The Last of Us, but then again I played Last of Us Remastered right, when I was on yeah. PS4, so that makes sense. I mean, like a lot of like, because I know the PS3 certain models were backwards compatible with the PS1 and PS2, mm-hmm. which the I know, PS3 has so many different editions. Yeah, there's like the the fat launch. There's edition, a, there's, there's yeah there's the slim he, there's huge the super one. slim yeah yeah I have the the huge ones are worth so much more. There's like now. the big roundy one, you know? Yeah, because those are the only ones that have the chips that are backwards compatible with like a PS2. I had the slim one. I, I remember. People, yeah, yeah I but remember that's because that. like the the slim ones were like I think three hundred versus like I was like five hundred. Yeah, no, it, in, like, like right it in, was like two thousand five or something. Yeah, like, two thousand six. Holy cow. You all freaked me out because I, I have a PS4 and I have a PS2. And I was like, am I, can I literally play some of my old games? No, I can't. I also can't do that on the PS5. That. It's only backwards compatible with PS4. Yeah, I mean, that's what? understandable. Wow. Yeah. So in, in that department, Xbox Series X just sails above them, coast above them on that. Well, they have to. Well, the, the thing is that I don't like about the Series X or just Microsoft's approach of backwards compatibility is that they have, it's not, oh, it's not like innately backwards compatible. They have to like, program the games to be compatible with the backwards compatibility and i don't like that it's better than having no backwards compatibility at all well yeah in in that that case at that point like it's not like the game's textures are like upscaled or anything and you can literally just play the game on that hardware like Mm -hmm. at that point it's way better to lug out your old console set it up and play the game that you're trying to play it's literally why i have my ps2 still i'm like i mean granted i'm yes sir playstation fan so i'm like all right well i can't play you know my playstation 2 games on anything else guess i'm gonna play it on my playstation 2 yeah. but no it <laughs> i, I was... kind of i want to like hop into more of that holiday discussion we we're talking about yeah um i wanted to ask you guys i know i was gonna prepare you for earlier but like with a holiday release like in the past years of buying games or getting games for christmas like what has been like your favorite Christmas um, after Christmas because you got like certain games that you spent all Christmas break playing if you have that kind of experience? Right. I have two stories about that. <laughs> Once because I was an idiot. <laughs> Real quick, uh, a little bit about me. 
my parents are divorced, so I have that divorced parent kid of two Christmases. So, <laughs> do you ever pull the stuff like, oh, well, dad's getting me this? <laughs> like, oh is like, are you no. evil with it? Uh, no. Okay. okay. I... <laughs> Listen, okay. I love my family enough to make spreadsheets for them, where I'm like, this is the thing I want. King. This okay. is this is the website. Because because I've had those like smart, but uh, you make two different lists because you're <laughs> no. I send it all to my mom. I'm like, listen, I I'm not coordinating with all of my grandparents for this. It's complicated. Uh, but I had put a game on there, and then I had uh, I like for my 3ds, it was like Cave Story. Oh, yo, Cave Story 3ds lit. I was literally like, all right, well, I'm gonna get it on my 3ds and whatever, and I had like gone through. Uh, the first one and I was just so excited I bought it and then I get to second half Christmas someone gets it for me and I'm just like yeah well that was stupid of me but I think probably the favorite thing that I got would probably be I think it would be Destiny 2 Mm, because yeah because that was that was the game definitely when I lived back in Georgia and I had time on my hands uh, that I played with my dad so, like, all over Christmas break, I'd be like, so you want to play yet? I'm ready. Let's go. And I was just like, I'm going to play with my dad. Now, that begs the question. Did you play Destiny 2 before you played Destiny 1, or did you play Destiny 1 when it came out? Uh, I played, I didn't play Destiny 1 when it came out. <laughs> but <laughs> I definitely played it after because cause I had that thing. I had, I had FOMO. That's what I had. Yeah. My dad was playing it, and I'm like, I'm missing out. What's going on? And it was like. I just remember the time that Destiny 1 came out. It was like like a genesis of like, like oh, this is the kind of game you can play nowadays. And I just remember, I feel like everyone played Destiny 1. Yeah. So I was just like, I was just like, wow, I can't believe you didn't play the first one at least. No, I, I, dev- I played it afterwards though. Oh, that's good. No, like no, that's kind of like the next year I was like, yeah, it went on sale. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to play. And then that uh, Christmas I was like, yeah, let's get Destiny 2 or whenever that came out. Yeah. It was a fun game from what I played. I haven't touched it in years, but same. It was. It's been one of the shooters that I've really enjoyed. I don't. I think it was definitely. It's fun. It's fun. Especially it's... Destiny One. Destiny One was great. The memories I made in that game. Oh, Matt, do you have any? Uh, I mean, like I don't know. As far as like Christmas goes, like usually, like the only games that would have like come around or come out like around Christmas or like you know the Black Friday season would usually be the new Pokemon games. Yeah. But my parents were really self-aware in what I liked. And more often than not, like that would be like the one game that I would actually get like on the day of release from them. Right. Would because they knew that like chances are if I was doing anything aside from like, I don't know, watching TV or whatever, like a ten year old does, I would probably be on the couch with my DS playing whatever the latest game in the Pokemon series was. But as far as like I don't know, like, Christmas goes, like, the only, like, visceral, like, like, experience of, like, you know, like, I guess true godliness or, like, this, this sense of, like, finally being, like, included in this thing was probably when I got my Wii U for Christmas, actually, because I got, like, the, I got the Zelda Wind Waker edition with, like, the yellow box and everything, and I had never played Wind Waker, and I remember because my, my buddy who lived down the street from me in our beautiful little suburban Michigan neighborhood, he got one on the day of release. So I was able to see like the asymmetrical multiplayer and just how fun 
like Nintendo Land was and like all of like the indie games that they were like parading on the eShop around that time. And I was like, I think it came out in like what, 2012 or 2013? I'll look that up for you. Yeah. But I, I mean, that's how old I was. Like, it was 2012. 12. Yeah. Like, I was like 12. And I don't know, just like finally being able to experience that. Like, I don't know. A lot of people give like the Wii U like trash because i mean to be fair like it, it is not the best system around but like when it hits let me tell you it really does because wind waker hd is by far the definitive edition for wind waker it's way better yeah. than than the gamecube even twilight princess like i don't know and that's like honestly like really been like the only like defining moment because otherwise it would just be you know like spin-off games uh, of like the Pokemon series, something like that, or you know, mm -hmm. other accessory games that I was interested in, that I was like, oh well, you know, I don't have to go out and buy this myself. I'll just ask for it for Christmas or something like that. Right. I always remember, like, those releases, like they would be in like November or whatever, like those Pokemon releases. Yeah, like Pokemon Ranger or something like that. Oh, like I would gosh. ask for like the spinoff games, you know, like yes. Mystery Dungeon Ranger. Um, I, I think those are like the only big ones. Yeah. Snap. Well, I mean, like as far as like when when I was like. 12 or 13 That's the ones true. that were coming out yeah yeah like i would ask for those because like it wasn't like the original game where i was like instantly interested in it it was just interested in it because it has like the same adjacent property right but that was just like that's i would usually use like christmas as like a way to like test out games that i thought you know that just like picked my interest and was like mm -hmm. maybe this will be good because you're not spending the money you're having other people spend the money right which is actually kind of like stonks because i totally could have asked for like <laughs> other games that I that you know like uh I probably could have like would have otherwise bought right but then again like I feel like my tasting games would be worse if I didn't do that but I've but I've definitely had that where I'm like uh like the game comes out in November sometimes like October if they're like real special about it and I'm just like I want this for Christmas and it's just like like I might get like an allowance or something like someone from my parents and I'm like I could go get this but I have to wait till Christmas. And then I remember like opening those like tiny packages or in the bag or whatever and seeing that game and like having to sit there while everybody else is opening their gifts or whatever and just sitting there in anticipation. But finally like, you know, break rakes or whatever and then like going to go get my DS or open up the Wii or whatever mm -hmm. and just play those games. Like it was just like that. <laughs> so during like years where there wasn't a console coming out and you didn't ask for it for Christmas, and all of you asked for games. I just, just like, let me know here, because I did this. Did you ever try and see which one was, like, the game that you wanted the most, that way so you could open it first and then have, like, your DS or, like, whatever a console you played, like, basically, like, up and running in the room over so you could just, like, instantly play it as soon as everybody got finished? I personally didn't have that really no but okay. though like similar just a fiend <laughs> similarly i mean i was like a, in a four-person family and so when we did christmas morning it was just the four of us and then later on the day we went with the separate the rest of my family so in the initial like after i opened presents my brother opened presents we like had our piles i would snatch my game and i run downstairs like my xbox for example and i pop it in and start playing it's so, like right after the fact but i wouldn't like have it ready you know what i mean so that's right. close I can get. That's, but I mean, Rowan. I mean, like, it's not like I would like play it. It was just like you know, just like seeing the opening screen on my DS was like, oh. Yeah. oh no, God. but like, I I couldn't do that. Like, my parents were like, you have to wait 
until everybody has opened their gifts to do wow. anything with your gifts. So it was just like, like you would li- like even if you got clothes, you couldn't like throw on like the sweatshirt or like whatever like the like pajamas. If it was, cl- they if it was you. like clothes, like you can't leave and go change. But if it's like a sweatshirt, it'd be like okay, cool, throw it on. That's fine. But it's like if I got like a book or something, can't open, start reading it. Wow. If I got a game, can't start playing it. Which is which is fair. Like, I guess I I get it. Like there's definitely like it's like a definitely two sides to it because like on one time like can you really expect a child to contain their incitement? But also, like, too, like, they also have to be respectful of, of other people. And yeah. th- that's that's the big thing. It was just, like, all right, be respectful to the other people that are opening their gifts. You know, they were there, like, watching you and blah, 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 which is fine. Like, it's just, like I said, it's just that buildup of anticipation, which is definitely, I don't want to say it was more when I was a kid because I still have that where I'm I just, like. I think it's, like, because we have disposable income now. Like, when we were kids, like, we couldn't just, like drive to GameStop and buy <laughs> no, you like, had the to... game that came out. No, now we have adult money. Adult uh, money <laughs> now we have God. impulsive spending tendencies and student yes. loans. But like, um, <laughs> like the whole like waiting to play it and like crack it open right on the Christmas tree floor, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of leads to my uh, favorite holiday release story was in 2017 uh, that Christmas I got a Nintendo Switch. I got it for Black Friday but I wrapped it up when I got home and I put it under the tree and I saved it for Christmas and so once we finished opening our gifts and my brother went off to do his thing, my parents went to go have breakfast and like clean up. I remember I, I pulled the switch out, I unpacked it right next to my Christmas tree and I started up and everything. And I had bought, um, I got like Splatoon 2 with it and Super Mario Odyssey as well oh, yeah. as Mario Kart 8. Oh. And so that whole break, like I was able to dive into all those games. And like, I just feel like the switch was, it's just so revolutionary, at least and to me, at least being a longtime Wii fan or Nintendo fan, like I was never an Xbox person until my brother got an Xbox and introduced me to that. Like I was gonna stick with the, the Nintendo and Wii and all that for as long as I could. So to have that back in my hands again, because before that the last console I had bought was a 3DS and that was oh my gosh, how many years ago was a 3DS out, you know? Oh jeez. Stop. So having the you know Nintendo Switch it was just so cool and also just like the joystick. So like I would take it with me everywhere. And it's so, like on our way up north, because after Christmas, we go up north to our, um, we have a place up there and we stopped on the way to visit my parents' friends. And so I, I, I brought the switch in and I was like, I was like a game dev at like a showcase, like showing it to them and like, oh, the, the joysticks come off and you can do this and you can put it in this mode and then you hook up to your TV. And my, my parents' uh, friends were like so impressed and everything. But like, I don't know, I just feel like switch is a new thing to me. I was just so excited. It was like well, a great Christmas. And then know that I went out on Black Friday, even more increasing the ascent of like, hey, like I found this. I got this for myself. And now I can play it. Uh, real quick. 3DS. Released in 2011. Oh, stop. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was 10. I mean, I didn't get it because it was like $350 at the time. I, I got it because... <laughs> Wait, you have an ambassador program, 3DS? A what? So there is two iterations of well not only two iterations because that would mean that they're like different functionally but if you bought a 3ds when it was at its originally introduced msrp which i think was 349.99 but then i think like a year later obviously because that's not sustainable they dropped it to i think like 199 or something like that or maybe 299.99 it used to be 350 yeah no i i don't know if it was 350 but i know it was it was really expensive i'll look it up original um you got something called the one of my friends actually did buy it. His parents bought him this at uh, like launch, and you got something called the Ambassador Program, which was like ten. I, don't, I think it was more than ten. Actually, it was like a bunch of like free like old games. Like you would get like the original 
like Metroid Zero Mission, I think, like Fire Emblem Sacred Stones, Fire Emblem, Metroid for the NES, like Mario for the NES, and a bunch of like Super Nintendo games, like all as like DLC on your 3DS. I don't think I had that. <laughs> I, had, I didn't have that either, uh, but yeah, I got I it for Christmas, that. so that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I also got <laughs> Okay, so I looked it up. You were $100 off. Oh, it's it two fifty. Two fifty. That's still a lot That's for a, a handheld. Lot, I feel like now, like now that I like, I know how consoles and handhelds like should be priced differently. I feel like in the future, me as a parent, if my child wants like the new like whatever DS or handheld's gonna be, if it's like three hundred plus dollars, I'm like, man, that's steep. You know. I, yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of funny though because like at the end of the three DS's lifespan, the new two DS was a hundred bucks, and now they're like one hundred and fifty. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, no. Okay. The 3DS is an appreciating well, the th- system. The 3DS XL that was 200 when it came out. Darn. Oh God, take me back. It, oh, it's it's officially so over old. 10 years old. It came out in March. Jeez. Oh my God, you're so making me suffer. It's gonna be 11 within like four months. Yep. No, don't don't say that. Don't tell me that my my 3DS no, like, can enter. That's what's the been hitting grade. me. Like game wise, especially. I just want to touch on that real quick. Like. Especially this year. I don't know. I think it's because a lot of things that I know came out in like 2010. Halo Reach turned 11 this year. And I was just like, my brother bought that game when it was in 2010. Like when it came out, like my, I remember playing it when it released. It just makes uh, us feel old. No, I was about to say, like, they were, we're getting to that age that I feel like, what I like to say, like the first wave of YouTube gamers are kind of feeling where they're like, yeah, I remember playing uh, Mario Sunshine on the GameCube or like, like Paper Mario Thousand Year Door and then us kind of being like well we don't have access to those games or those consoles at a reasonable price so we can't oh well goodness. like the thing is though like I feel like that's kind of like this um, this intersection because I had an older brother mm-hmm. so even though like around that time I was too young to grasp like games like that I still knew what they were or I still messed around with them because like he would have gone out and bought them right but I think that you know if you were like you know, if you were the oldest in your family and you, you know, you were born in like 2000 or 2001, you definitely would not know what those are. No. And the, and, that, and I think definitely something I want to talk about, which is the longevity of games and how just like, I mean, we touched on here where it's just like older games are not compatible with the newest consoles. So then you have to go out and get the older consoles, which is the point of like retro gaming. But it's like, or if you already own those consoles, right? Then you're like, you're already halfway there, you know? Yeah, and then it's just like, but those games are expensive. Well, they, I mean, to be fair, they didn't used to be. Like literally, when I was in the fifth grade, I asked my parents for a Sega Dreamcast because I wanted to play Jet Set Radio. Right, and, <laughs> and it, that, I mean, that was like way cheaper than like it was like Jet Set Radio was like ten bucks, and like the Dreamcast I bought was like thirty with a controller and a memory card. Right now, it's like. Now it's like eighty, and like Jet Set Radio is like a fifty dollar game. Right. But then again, I, like I guess it's just so foreign to me because you know, like we grew up like going to like games or something like that. Like this game was like, oh, this game that's now rare was readily available. I remember when this was like ten bucks or something like that. Right. I don't know. It's, it's just really weird to like think about. You know, and I th- I think that's a, I think it's an interesting topic when thinking about it. Just like, you have these games that are like so readily available when you were a kid. And, like, you didn't, either didn't, like, appreciate it or, you know, you just didn't get it. And now everybody's, like, praising that game. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, like, yeah, there's only, like, five copies available. All of them are over $80. And it's just, like, oh, okay. Well, I want to play it and experience it. And then it's kind of, like, 
how else do you play that game? Prize in GameCube. It's literally like <laughs> just the GameCube. That's just like like all the GameCube prices are just. Ooh, oh yeah, no, like back, like I think I talked about that last time we were on the show. Um, I was trying to like look for Legend of Zelda Wind Waker because I wanted because I I'm gonna be honest here and confess the first Zelda game I ever played was Breath of the Wild. That's fair. I mean, a Breath great of the Wild introduction is, to game uh, though. Breath of the I mean, Wild is objectively the best Zelda game. So yeah, and so it's like oh, I want to play the other ones, and I heard Wind Waker was great, so I like I went to go up my you know my buy and sell trade store. I was do like, you, oh, you have Wind Waker? Yeah, like for sixty bucks. You, I'm like what? Do you want to borrow Wind Waker? I have a copy of it for what <laughs> the gamecube and the i like i don't, I have, I don't have a like gamecube every single <laughs> i just don't I have a gamecube i have a gamecube yeah uh it's backwards compatible if you want to borrow it but isn't one of those games where it requires you have a gamecube controller for the wii though uh yeah i don't have a game do you want to borrow a gamecube controller <laughs> you might you also have, to... have to have like a save thing for and, it and a memory card. and a memory card yeah we'll, we'll have to talk after this yeah um right. i just want to double back real quick on the whole like games turning 10 this year yeah uh because we're talking about the 3ds you know oh no. super mario 3d land turn <laughs> 10 it's that game is not 10 oh, it is like oh seven at most no it is stop i'll, I'll even double check right now we, we, no, sh- we no, should I'm, just I'm tack joking. off a year at least for all these yeah. games because of the pandemic like 2020 didn't happen what are you talking about <laughs> i distinctly yeah as, as, of, as of november 3rd it's 10 years old jesus oh. okay what else super mario 3d world is gonna be ten eventually. It came out in twenty thirteen, so twenty twenty three it'll be it'll be time. God, that's man. not that's like a year and a half from now. I remember the day that game came out. Um, I remember oh the ads. God. Batman Arkham City's ten. Oh God. That. Um, Dark Souls the first one, strangely enough, is ten. What? I feel like that game I thought that was older. Thought... That's what I thought too. Oh no, Demon Souls. Demon Souls. Is this uh, the Demon yeah. Souls? Okay. Um. Oh, this will hit you guys. Cause we're talking about Zelda, Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword, turning ten. Really? Right. I thought it was older. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I mean, it was older. Well, I mean, me they did this. release it for the 25th anniversary of Zelda. That might be mm. it. Oh, yeah, that's why. I remember, like, the Flipnote Studio stuff that they had, like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. distributed for that. that oh, was my gosh. Yeah, November 18th, so as of Thursday? Next Thursday? Or this Thursday, technically, in our timeline. <laughs> it'll be 10. Oh, my gosh. Um, I also saw another one on this list. One second. Portal 2. Uh, that's 10 yeah oh my god i remember i played it like four years ago i went to like gamestop everything in the show it circles back to game like this like circles back this episode's we're circling back to so much stuff like gamestop i went there and Sponsor i found us. it for like 20 dollars, and i bought portal 2 played it with my friend co-op after i beat the main campaign oh it's such gosh. a great game oh, oh another one elder scrolls 5 skyrim it's 10 years old isn't like Elder Scrolls like really old because they keep releasing? Yeah, everything? like Elder, I think Elder Scrolls Arena came out in like 1993. It's <laughs> like Elder Scrolls is because they keep old. seeing it and everybody's just like, oh, okay, it's again. But I don't think modern Skyrim was a thing until like was it is it Morrowind or Oblivion that came out first? Or is Oblivion like? I think even, it's like, Morrowind. Yeah, like I know, like because I know before then, I think it was like a way different game, at least as far as like functionality goes. Kind of like how Fallout wasn't Fallout before, like, Fallout 3. I think it was just, like, a strategy isometric game before it was, like, an open-world RPG. Um, the number one on this list, by the way, for Games Turning 10, which, to us, because we know its history is way before this, but, like, the full official release of Minecraft is about to be 10 years old. Because oh it came out in 2011, technically. Stop, stop, stop talking. And Ooh. Mason... <laughs> 
<laughs> God, I remember playing that vanilla. Oh my God! I didn't even play vanilla. I my first experience of playing Minecraft was on the Pocket Edition, but the Pocket Edition light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like the only mobs were like chickens, zombies, and it was like the one biome of just trees and like the occasional like a beach, you know. I remember because I, I couldn't afford me back in twenty. 20, uh, I couldn't convince my mom to let me charge five ninety nine to yeah. her credit card. <laughs> played the pocket edition, so I played light, and from there again, oh my god, come full full circle. My brother was on the Xbox before I ever was. Like he introduced me to that, even though he's younger than me, and he got Minecraft when it came out in twenty twelve. So that's coming up too. The ten year anniversary of Xbox three sixty edition is coming up. Um, when that came out. He played it, and then, like, I was playing it, and then eventually I played the Xbox so much more than he did, and he transferred the PC. He just let me have the Xbox. Right. But it's, it's oh, my gosh. The thing that 10 years ago, Minecraft, the game that, like, basically held my child in the palm of its hand. We need a Minecraft episode. We do. Like I could talk all day about Minecraft. <laughs> it's still my favorite game of all time. You can't beat it. I mean, at least in my opinion. I've just made so many it's friends the, through yeah, that. It's like, I don't even think Minecraft, like, it's not the game. It's just the circumstances of the game. You know, it's everything surrounding up, it. Waking yeah. up on Saturdays with the boys to go on Minecraft servers and yeah. play together. Like, or for, downloading, or for, like, Craft Bucket and hosting, like, LAN servers. And, like, but see, like, your history of Minecraft, that's what, what makes that episode, if we talk about it, would be so cool because everyone has their different experience. It's on so many different platforms. Like, you probably experienced it, I'm assuming, on a PC, right? Uh, I mean, PC, but also, like, you know, like, I when I bought, like, the Xbox ones, like, my friends that didn't yeah. have, like, I've only Minecraft Xbox. PC accounts, like, you know, we would go on Xbox Live, load up a fresh world, yeah. and just get building. No, yeah, so, because, like, how you're saying, like, servers and everything, like, to me, as an Xbox kid, I'm like, what's a server? Because for us, you just click a world, invite your friends into that world. And you had it. Like, we didn't have a server. It's basically a server. Right. <laughs> basically, what you're paying for the Minecraft or the Microsoft um, Xbox no, Live no, membership. We, we, we figured out that and then on PC, you had to actually pay for a server, except for this one, like, program, which I think was called Craft Bucket, which you could use to run servers of, like, a certain, like, patch and below. And that's what we did. Right. It was, oh, felt like gods at the age of, like, 12 or 13. All right. But I think we should save like the Minecraft discussion for like oh, our Minecraft. Is, we'll have a Minecraft we episode. Have, we'll have like a special edition all about <laughs> Minecraft. Right. Like tell all, you know. But I think but I think kind of this eight like this talking about the age of video games and how old they are is a good stopping point because next episode got something special planned. You're gonna have to wait to find out what that is. Even the co host don't even know? You know what it is. Maybe I do know. You do know. Maybe I'm just dumb. We, about <laughs> we really talked about this. I mean, we talked about this in the chat. Like, Oh, you know. Go ahead. Just continue. Okay. I'm going to look at Slack. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but that's your hint. Like, it's something to do with uh, talking about old games and the release of quote-unquote old games. If that makes the sense. The longevity of games. Yeah. To the point where... It's like a snake eating a Oh, I, I had a feeling it was about that. And then at the same time, I was like, did we talk about something else? Okay, <laughs> never mind. I do know, uh, audio listeners, I do know. Don't oh my worry. gosh. I'm, I'm horrible at being this vague, but anyways. <laughs> no, I'm just dumb. That's the thing. <laughs> and I have bad memory. Oh, if you gotta be more direct. Uh, you know, don't you just love the, the 
the gemstone from oysters and how it relates to video games. Oh my gosh. And All also, right. <laughs> you know, the, the thing and... that can, you know, the specific material that can mine obsidian in oh Minecraft. Like, <laughs> those definitely don't have any relation to what we're going to be relation. talking about next week. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, not just the topic, but we got something else, something special planned. So hopefully. I'm excited for that episode. I'm excited so for all I, of our episodes. I, I'm about to pop off like all the hills that I die on as far as that goes. I'm excited for that gonna... one, yeah. Yeah. And of course, the Minecraft episode. Oh my god. <laughs> I, t- I have to. Like, the two hour like, if Minecraft we're recording a day special. and I'm not there for some reason, it can't be the Minecraft day. Like, That's I have the one to day be there. Yeah, exactly. We'll That'll be like right. the, the two hour special featuring people from the station. Right. Uh, with that, I think we should call it a day or a, a week, night. A night. You know what? It is winter, so it's kind of perpetual night. Time has lost all meaning for me. <laughs> with that, time is a construct. Time is a construct. But with that, hopefully we'll see you next episode. Hopefully. Hopefully. What's going to happen between now and then? I don't know. Uh, school. More exams. Oh, I thought you were being more like existential. Like, no, <laughs> we might die before then. I mean, I hope not. Yeah. Well, I hope not too. I like my life. Yeah. I'm waiting for that Halo Infant to come out December 8th. All right. So you, we all have to survive till next episode. Yes. Right. With that, this is Joystick signing off. Joysticks is brought to you by Impact 89 FM. You can find more episodes on impact89fm.org.